getting through a Tuesday and so pleased to have Chip Brown, Horns 247, noted radio personality in the greater Austin area. And, uh, Chip, it's been way too long, uh, but I, uh, I, 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 punched a, I punched my fist in the air the other day when I saw that um, you had broken the news on who would start for quarterback for the University of Texas. It was none other than my old pal Chip Brown. Congratulations on that, and, uh, and, and good to have you back on. Matt Mosley, I appreciate it. My uh, my brother from our former days with the Dallas Morning News. Always good to talk to you, my man. Yes, I appreciate that, and uh, it is brings back a lot of memories. Our old Morning News days. In fact, you got uh, straddled with me, or saddled with me, however you want to say that, in a uh, in a in a famous golf tournament at one point uh, between the <laughs> editors and the writers. And I don't think I really performed up to snuff that day, but you carried me around that course, and I think we were able to prevail down the stretch there. But uh, you were always a tiny bit, uh, well, I, I, more than a tiny bit, a little more athletic than I was, especially with this latest bicycle wreck. I think you really, although, hey, by the way, I've been playing a lot of tennis, and that was your, hey. that's kind of your old neck of the woods, the tennis courts. And so I, uh, it, during my rehab, from this accident, I've played a lot of tennis. So one of these days, we'll have to get out there. That's right. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah, tennis, yeah. lifetime sport. Yeah, yeah, except for this pulled muscle I have right now. All right, Chip Brown uh, joining us. Chip, uh, you had the news. Hudson Card gets the start. Now, it doesn't sound like Sark. Sarkeesian, Steve Sarkeesian is like, you know, he, he, he made the call, and he's going to start, but he still wants Casey Thompson to get some play in time against the Raging Cajuns, it's almost kind of like he he hated to, he felt like he needed to go ahead and make the call here and name a starter. But at the same time, it sounds like these guys were extremely extremely close. What do you think was the what do you think was the deciding factor and and how how tenuous is this this grasp that Hudson has on the starting job? Is it does he kind of barely clinging on to it? Or do you think he could go out there and really take hold of this thing? Well, this, this is there's a couple interesting points here. Um, first, the the turning point in camp was a scrimmage they had on August 14th, in which um, Casey Thompson, who struggled with some interceptions early in camp, had two interceptions in that scrimmage, and Hudson Card uh, from that point forward got the first reps with the number one offense after Casey had held that uh, distinction through spring ball and through the the first part of fall camp. And, and then Casey Thompson finished camp really well. And I think that's the part that made Sarkeesian say, ah, okay, you know what? I need to see both of these guys under the lights and see how they handle the game. And, and then, as he said, we will, reevaluate after one game. So, you know, I think if Hudson Card comes out and, you know, tears it up, scores on his first three or four drives, it's going to be hard to, to bring Casey Thompson in. But, um, and this is the other interesting point to me, is that Sark has never really done this. He's, he's usually picked a quarterback and then never looked back. Um, you know, that was the case with 
Matt Leinert when he picked Matt Leinert at USC over Matt Castle. Uh, Castle, of course, went on to be a seventh-round pick and have a 14-year NFL career, but he did it with Mac Jones at Alabama last year. You know, when Bryce Young comes in as the flashy five-star, uh, Sark picks Mac Jones and and never look back. So this is a little different for Sark. It's he said it's it's going to have to be by feel, and and so we'll we'll see how. Hudson Card and Casey Thompson handle the the raging Cajuns on Saturday. Talking to Chip Brown, Horns two four seven. I I couldn't help but think of you um, immediately. By the way, when this realignment thing went down, I mean you were all over it back in whenever that was two thousand nine, two thousand ten. That first round of it, and then of course it kind of came back. And and the Big Twelve a couple of times was able to kind of hang in there because of the horns, uh, and and the you know, horns said, "Hey, we want this our way." And of course, now I hope you I hope you at least are a little bit sad for my Bears, Chip, as 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 you and the horns ride off together and the Sooners. Do you um as you kind of uh, have processed this thing? Do you have what does your gut tell you about when? the Longhorns and the Sooners will line up and be playing the SEC. I can't help but think that they're going to find a way to do this sooner rather than later. Yeah, I, I think it'll be 23 at the latest. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's kind of the time frame, um, you know, because you and I both know that these things are driven by TV and TV revenue and ESPN takes over exclusive rights to football and SEC um, men's basketball in 24. So I just have to think that Texas and OU will be, you know, enough into the SEC um, for them to be a part of those schedules. So I would say, uh, if you know, if not for the football season in in twenty three, um, at least you know by the end of twenty three, so that they can get in on the twenty four football season. It just depends on how this tortious interference case goes. You know, you know, I went to law school well, yeah. for a while. Yeah, we, we'll see. You know, lawyers we'll see how that thing goes. Over this part of it. <laughs> Some tortious interference. And Baylor Indeed. has a good law school. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. And uh, uh, put out some of the great litigators in the country. Now, let me ask you, um, are you – I mean, I'm sure you're kind of starting to get to know Sark. He's still very early in his tenure. And um, uh, what, what, what would you say so far is the most glaring difference between Sark, Sark and Tom Herman? I'm sure there are a few of them. But but well, as as far as dealing with those two, yeah, I think. Well, as far as dealing with those two, I'll start with what the players are saying, and the players okay. are saying, you know, that Herman was a true disciple of Urban Meyer, was you know used fear a lot as a motivating factor. He had the whole you know compete every day of winter workouts and summer workouts, and the winners get a warm, hot breakfast, and the losers drink from a hose and get, 
burnt toast and watery oatmeal. Um, and I don't think the players ever felt like Herman knew them as people. And they uh, all say that Sarkeesian has come in, you know, looking to get to know them personally, that he's more genuine um, from a just a human relations standpoint. So from from a covering him standpoint, you know, he's been accessible. I, I think he's been, you know, pretty straightforward. And and now it's it's time to see if he's still got the you know the mojo with a bunch of new players and and you know when last we saw Sark of course he had three Heisman finalists and was you know throwing the ball to Devontae Smith for 200 yards and three touchdowns in the first half of a national championship game I mean he wasn't throwing it but he was able to get the ball to him 12 times in that first half so you know it's and I think he's done a good job with the defensive coordinator hire because, you know, as Dave Aranda will say, a defensive-minded head coach is going to be made or broken by his offensive coordinator. Well, an offensive-minded head coach like Sark is going to be made or broken by his D.C. And Pete Kwiatkowski from Washington uh, is seen by colleagues as a star. So I'm, I'm interested to see how he slows down uh, the Ragin' Cajuns because Levi Lewis is a fifth-year quarterback for the Ragin' Cajuns who can run around, make life miserable for you, and and they've got everyone back. So this will be a good test for for Texas on both sides of the ball. Chip Brown joining us. Horns twenty-four-seven. Some people say Horns two-four-seven. Chip, give a, give yourself a plug real quick. What, how, if if folks want to kind of get ready here for the regular season and get that special access to Horns two four seven, what do they need to do? Is there any you guys got, are running any kind of specials or anything? Yeah, thirty percent off annual membership. That's the way to do it because then you get VIP access to every team site on the twenty four seven Sports Network. So just Head over to Horns 24-7, uh, open any free story. There's a link in the story to uh, take advantage of that offer and and come on and, and check out the Horns 24-7 uh, YouTube page for all the video mm. podcasts that I do. Um, and, you know, we've got the Horns 24-7 podcast across the board. Jeff Howe, my man, Mike Roach. Man, YouTubing, all sorts of stuff. Um, that That's good. Now, let me ask you this. It, Devon, you mentioned Devontae Smith and Waddle was unbelievable. And those, I mean, they had some they had some great wide receivers. Jerry, years Judy. There. Oh, Judy was, I mean, it was unreal. At one point, who's the, well, who's the guy that is such the, the speedster? We haven't even mentioned him, who, the, the shorter guy who was the, oh, yeah, the Ruggs. Judy's year. Henry yeah, Ruggs. Henry Ruggs the third. I mean, these guys oh, yeah. could run off and leave you. Uh, and then before that, of course, it was Julio, and then after Julio, it was Calvin Ridley. But who who from this current uh, Horns group? Xavier Worthy is a name I've seen. Troy Omir, Omir, however we say that. Omiri. Uh, Omiri, okay, we'll go with that. Um, who, any of these guys stand out as, as, as maybe some game breakers because Texas did lose some talent at that uh, on the outside. Yeah, I I think uh, oh I think O'Meary is he's out for this game. He's had a, a knee injury, but um, and he's he's 
learning the hard way uh, about the attention to detail that is required um, in this Steve Sarkeesian offense. But Xavier Worthy is the guy to keep an eye on. The true freshman from California, one of the fastest recruits in the 21 recruiting class, 10-500 guy, and has picked up the offense really well. Really slippery, home run threat. So he's a guy I think everyone's keeping an eye on. Jordan Whittington, the five-star out of Cuero, finally healthy, hopefully can stay healthy. That's been his issue. And then Josh Moore, the senior um, who led the Longhorns in receiving last year. Those are your three starting receivers for the, for the Horns. Whittington, I, I wanted him. He, he was looking at the Bears back in the day, and I was, um, and I was uh, yeah, I was really – and then, but he, yeah, he ended up with the horns. All right, uh, Chip. Hey, listen, I really, uh, I appreciate it. Great catching up with you, and uh, I will, uh, I will talk to you soon. I'm learning some drop shots, and then also, I'm going back to my high school days. In that second serve, I'm trying to put some some big time spin on it. It's a little unorthodox looking. I don't think it would hold up over there at SMU uh, on any of the courts over there. But it's it's something that over here in Lake Highland seems to work pretty well. Okay. Hey, you keep working on it, and let's get out there.